Welcome to your favorite comic book YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Want to remind everybody, we have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon now. Three different levels that will give you early access to our videos to stay in front of that Kayfabe effect. And at the King Kayfaber level, you can actually sit in on our recording sessions, talk about upcoming guests, questions that we have for them, questions that you have for them, and uh, just generally have a comics conversation to kick off your Thursdays. We are also working cartoonists, and the best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy our books. You see our bibliography here in front of you. My next book, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty, will be out later this spring. You can pre-order that one now from Image Comics at your local comic shop or wherever you buy books. It collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. Other books include Hulk Grand Design and The Plain Janes. Pick those up if you haven't already. Ed's next big book, Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus, will be out later this year in time for the perfect Christmas gift for you or the person you love collecting all of the hip-hop family tree comics plus a hundred and forty extra pages over 500 pages in a beautiful hardcover pre-order that one today get a little bit of a discount if you pre-order that one early red room crypto killers the third series in the red room series starts up in a couple of months you can pre-order issue number one already and that is the first cover the main cover by ed piscor there will be variants this is my variant based on rob liefeld's youngblood peach momoko joining the red room crypto killers number one variants Ed's variant and a sketch cover variant for everybody out there who has some sick idea that they want to add to the Red Room uh, bloodletting. You can also find X-Men Grand Design, Hip Hop Family Tree, the Treasury Size Editions, and WYSIWYG out there as well. So we are looking at tough guys in comics, Ed. The biggest superheroes of the 80s. That's right. Uh, this is a, a video I've been wanting to do for a while because there's a ton of these comics and some of my favorite stuff to pull whenever I'm digging and finding things that I didn't even know existed. This one, to be honest, I actually found at a video store back in the days. I think so, they were giveaways. They charged me a quarter. We were trying to figure out what to pay for because it was in the front. You know, I would always try to scoop up posters when they take them down and stuff like that. And uh, when Cyborg showed up, I saw this in a the theater. So wow. I, it was the perfect Venn diagram for me of comics and uh, trashy Canon films. Man, I wish Canon would have made more of these, but... We'll give a quick flip through here, and maybe they overcharged me at a quarter. Yeah, I think it was a giveaway. You can see, um, you can see a few things here. One is the black lines not quite right. Things are kind of out of out of uh, alignment here. So I wonder who did they hire to make this? Because also the color palette's really unusual. It's a four color process, but it's colors that don't look like the typical 1989 Marvel. You know, I just, I don't know if it is the four color process, to be honest with you, man. Like when I see stuff like that, that's not mechanical tones. And and when you see the shift, I think it was a gray line color, to be honest. Oh, you could be right. It's very flat though. It is. Yeah. And you could do that, you know, with, with, with good enough washes, good enough marker paper or something like that. But like, you know, that's not, that is not, um, Look at that. That's there's no way that's mechanical. Reminds me of like now comics, but have some like their Terminator or uh, yeah, Terminator. Their Terminator sure. series had that kind of like a, a bit of a weird look to it. When you get stuff like this, um, I do think that the makers of these comics were were interested in making comics. Yes, and I say that because very often you'll get these kind of comics and it'll go to you know, a John Stone and Cushing type company that doesn't have a new Adams, but has Joey Jerkoff, who's used to doing highfalutin illustration, and they say, draw it in comic book style. Right. And they don't have the tenets of comic storytelling or know any of the rules. Uh, you'll see this as like the, the cabinet artwork for Double Dragon or, or uh, 
you'll see that kind of illustration. I like that kind of illustration because it really points out the flaws that we accept as uh, an affectation of comic books. But I do think that this person had aspirations. They like they 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 have reasonably sound anatomy. Like they know where the musculature go, goes be- better than like those illustrators who have to draw in comic style. <laughs> but it's just very very crude. It makes me so sad that we don't have Charles Bronson and Michael Dudikoff versions of comics of this sort. And it's really set up like a comic with the ads and stuff placed in there every couple of awkward pages. But you can't have Van Damme in the late 80s and early 90s without Steven Seagal, am I oh, right? Oh, man. So, so it's ballet versus Aikido at this point. <laughs> uh, Personality Comics presents. These are basically, they have, I don't know, 30 comics of like these unauthorized style illustrated biographies. And they range from artists and subject matter as you might might imagine. I love, probably the highlight for me is this image. And mostly because <laughs> of this this weird use of screen tones. Look at how giant that eyeball looks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that, it's like a magnifying glass for a lens. This guy's using the Alex uh, Raymond school of uh, drawing. You know, like he's just took a bunch of images from Black Belt Magazine. This to me is about what you can expect out of these these kinds of publishers. You know, I would put this almost in with like Revolutionary that was doing the rock and roll unauthorized totally. bios. This is a full, this is an after mag. Oh, 100%, 100%. This, this is, this is, uh, this is Steve Sakal, fucking badass, the best guy in his dojo. You realize you're lifting like the baseball image, is it? Uh, who, who calls this shot? Is it Babe Ruth that calls it, it is. shot? <laughs> I mean, this is exactly it. Draw a baseball bat there and you've got the exact photo reference that he's pulling from. Um, this is completely an oddity. You know, the whole fun of this for me is it's it's a weird comic. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing that you might is, find in one of those weird. Is there a spread of like some like what 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 other pieces are in the uh, pantheon? Star Trek's a big one. You know, a Makes bunch sense. of characters. You can see original crew number seven. That's a whole series <laughs> of just Star Trek uh, bios of these characters. Music was big. I've got a few of these. Bo Jackson versus Michael Jordan's amazing. And can you imagine how quick that would get shut down if you tried doing something like that today? Dude, like when I was a kid, you might not even remember this, man. There was a cartoon series called Pro Stars. And it's uh, it's it's uh, Michael Jordan is the basketball superhero. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bo Jackson is football and baseball. And Wayne Gretzky's the middle dude. And it's like the three of them beating up drug dealers and stuff that's incredible because uh probably the height of these two is a little bit off maybe inverse those guys in terms of height gretzky would be about up to his elbow here, maybe. Totally. <laughs> these are uh i do enjoy these and you'll find a wide variety of people drawing some of those things now when we got this, this is going to be fun now where did this gets packed in with something when, when we were a kid wwe magazine wwf WWE, magazine okay yeah part my, of the deal we, my brother had a, a subscription and this came with it whenever wwf brings warrior back in like whatever it is 95 96 they bring him back very briefly and it kind of flames out quickly part of his deal was you're you're putting like a hundred thousand of these comics into your magazine totally you can see warrior gets the writing credit for this warrior is the publisher of so, this so so something to say about this man is uh, at this point in time, that show that I fucking love, man, The Anti-Gravity Room, was on at this time, and they had a little segment with Warrior talking about the Warrior comic. Was he in face paint? He was not in face paint. He had, you know, he was kind of hiding his gimmicks a little bit, but there's the, in the segment, you know, he's really a bloviator. He's, oh, he, he's, yeah. a, he's cutting promos. So, like, the little host, you could tell he was frustrated, and it's like, all right, uh, Warrior. In in ten seconds, give us a fine like some final message. 
and they play it sped up <laughs> with no you don't hear the chipmunk but you just see him going and going and going they play 10 seconds worth and he was like but that's a little bit long long-winded you know it's a little bit longer than 10 seconds or whatever but uh the dude was out of control every now and then you'll hear stories about this this whole time period because i think Cornette might have been there, and uh, definitely Pritchard was there. So they talk about what this whole experience was like. And right from the beginning, destrucity, one of his made-up words, he trifold in its definition. He, he, he talks about destrucity in the anti-gravity room thing. It's uh, the name of the galaxy in Warrior, wherein the terrain of Testament lies. It's unbelievable what this is, and I love that he gets like the top billing as the as the writer, like because you can read if you watch his promos on YouTube, <laughs> they're all over the place. They're 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 nuts. You talk about not making sense. That's what you get in these captions. Totally, it is the strangest bit of mythology combined with like that image style art, the ridiculous digital coloring, and nothing happens. Have you seen the first? 10 pages I just flipped. It is Warrior just kind of like posing and running and flexing almost naked across destrucity. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so big, he's so muscular, he's so scary, and nobody can tell him no in real life. It's, it's in a way, it's the epitome of that when people criticize image storytelling as just being like these pinup pages, that is what this is, which is really wild. It's almost like he had researched in the early yeah. 90s how to make a superhero comic. Look at that. Look at that stuff right there, dude. It's it's uh there were a lot of wrestling comics in the nineties, but this is the one that is just over the top in terms of There's you more. get his personality on these pages and the result is comics that make no sense yeah there's 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 more of these than any of those i'm sure and a lot of words a lot of words Ed, to, to spit you know this is the warrior message to the fans that are reading the first one look how different it looks in black and white little preview of uh i guess upcoming adventures but he is just it's absurd how big he is. I don't think they put any more out, did they? I don't know. I, I, this is the only issue that I have. Jim Callahan doing your pencils and inks, maybe trying to make sense of a story. It's uh, it's it's quite a book. Getting paid, man. Quite a book, Ed. So here's a uh, part of the reason I wanted to do this is um, it's amazing how many of these guys have these books. You know, Chuck Norris. John, I looked for this under Karate Commandos and was like, shoot, I know I have this comic. Yeah. Where's it at? And realized it's Chuck Norris in your giant uh, 98 point type there in the title. Yeah, yeah. I, I never had the, the toys, but there was, I guess, a cartoon. Yes. And this is the Chuck Norris that you could buy. My, my cousin Ed, my cousin Ed Piscor, <laughs> uh, had had all these figures so that's that's what they're sort of going with yes. do you have the issue like we should probably flagged the uh the sword fight um yeah there there is a sword fight i think it's an issue too but this is ditko is the other piece that's worth noting yeah pull, see if you can find it in there yeah you know which one i'm talking about i think it's that issue yeah i'll, I'll find it but it's ditko doing uh the first three issues and he starts out as penciler and then it kind of goes down as super ninja talk about a guy who's not blending in and hiding anywhere purple yellow white mask <laughs> but the toy thing is the tie-in and this is pretty late in uh in ditko's marvel run this is i think 1987 so i don't know how much he did after this maybe squirrel girl or something might have been around that time maybe a little bit later yeah, he did speedball but you can see this is a time period like if you read the Ditko, that big Ditko book, it's the start of issue three. You you can read about what he was doing at this time and how various inkers would don't respond. Does it look like Hulk Hogan? That's pretty good. That's yeah. That that's uh, that's really good. Like this looks like Chuck Norris, but that that's Hulk Hogan right there. 
keep these likenesses in mind because we're going to see a Bruce Lee comic in a minute that has a, a bad guy that looks... <laughs> A lot like him. Here we go. To me, this is like this is the age of Atari or like NES, mm -hmm. and and that's the way this 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 fight is laid out right here. Actually, that's really fucking cool, man. You know what? I love it. It's um practically wordless, yeah. which is super cool. <laughs> and then I guess they're dueling with these wooden wooden swords. <laughs> got to be careful. If you did a close up of this, it might be a got to log in to watch it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, superhero fight scene is the sex scene. Yeah, amazing stuff. Boy, Ditko blonde, or I mean, uh, Chuck Norris blonde. It's a very weird look. It's so funny because, like, that, that sword fight stuff, it was made so made fun of in the past, but, like, looking at it, there's nothing wrong with it. No. Yeah, it'd be funny to pull out, like, the Frank Miller Wolverine miniseries and compare sword fights because I don't know that this is particularly bad. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's perfectly filtered through the Steve Ditko vision. You know, three tiers, you get a little bit deeper. Uh, there, but yeah, it's all there. So this era of Ditko, um, I've seen a lot of his pencils. The inker's doing almost everything. Yes. Yeah, and, and it would range kind of like who's the inker and what, how how much do they revere Ditko? Yeah, because I would hear about Pete Craig Russell yeah. and Rom like like lobbying to get that job, and really uh, that's that's one of those late Marvel runs of Ditko's that I think looks really good and is celebrated. Um, but they're very loose. You know, it's it's uh, by issue three, it's called Breakdowns, and issue four, I think Alex Suviak is actually the artist. It's um yeah, it's real fun to look at too because uh, Ditko doesn't he has to draw those '80s superheroes, and he doesn't understand like he must have just one piece of reference. So the one that I always remember is Rogue, and like the hair is a helmet. Yeah, it's like a hat that she's wearing with a stripe <laughs> down the middle, like a like a um, motorcycle helmet, and the white stripe is you know, right down the middle. So we did a video on this. We did, and I'd encourage people to go back and look because one, it's Michael Golden and uh, like, he's kind of at the top of his game. You know, this is early or mid, mid 90s, I suppose, but you know, you can see he's not doing any shortcuts in this. Gotta be hard to do a likeness, but also a lot of emphasis on Jackie Chan who does his own stunts. So you're seeing a lot of like big action set pieces, pretty cool. But the other thing that's great is in the back of all four of these issues, he goes through long time, well, at least for a while, art director at Marvel. So he would have been a guy who talked comics craft with freelancers. And you get some of that information in the back of each of these issues, which again, as Ed said, we have a video where we cover this in depth. I would encourage everybody, check that out. It's uh, Michael Golden knows what he's talking about. So you can go in there and see a bunch of that. So Ed, I had to keep digging whenever it was time to do uh, these action stars. And I remembered I had a Bruce Lee comic somewhere, I think. Val Merrick, Mike Barron, who everybody might remember from Nexus or Punisher stuff. And... Malibu Comics, you know, it's 1994, and they are still trying to ride that wave from that early 90s speculator bubble. Look at our bad guy. See, remind you of uh, somebody we just looked at in the Karate Commandos? Totally Chuck Norris. Totally, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, in the in the Bruce Lee sort of legend, you got to have your Chuck Norris fights. He's even kickboxing like Chuck Norris. And I could have sworn, I was like, is this like a nonfiction? Is this going to be some stuff about him? But they give him a, a different name and everything in here. And <laughs> this is an interesting period of, uh, <laughs> what happened to your face, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. He dude, he did a little, well, I was going to make it. You said you called him Chuck, so I better not make any uh, cocaine jokes with that character, not Chuck Norris. Right. Um, Malibu is very interesting at this point in time because they would get very light amounts of uh, newsstand distribution with their licensed comics. So this might have uh, been affected by that. This might have uh, taken advantage of that. Maybe there was that Bruce Lee movie 
that came out in like the mid 90s but uh the stuff that i absolutely remember getting off the newsstand was mortal kombat comics mm. uh just like at the grocery store yeah it's interesting how much mortal kombat's is in comics for a long time like we're gonna look at a superman comic from i think like 08 there's a Mortal Kombat ad in there. Mm -hmm. This is 94. So Mortal Kombat, a long shelf life through comics. Outlasted a lot of publishers. Publishers that they were buying advertising from. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't just ads for the video games? Um, I think it's mostly video game tie-ins. But, you know, I mean, there are Mortal Kombat comics and That's, things. Like, yeah. it's, it's really been around in a lot of sure. a long time. This reminds me a little bit of a Continuity Studios look. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's any association there, but we looked at a Mr. T comic a while back yeah. and it, it just feels like that you know it's almost a by the numbers kind of license yeah and bruce lee of course lots of iterations of him floating through comics there was one i almost pulled where noel sickles near the end of his career like in the 70s did audition pages for a bruce lee daily comic that i think never went but i mean like he's such a natural character for comic books with with both his legend and his look um it's a wonder there's not just ongoing bruce lee comics out there yeah i'm taking a look uh, at the indicia okay this is the estate of bruce lee is who who this deal was made with because there's this very fast it's fascinating to me this uh like in like likeness rights and shit there is a company that buys very important people's likeness rights and uh like the same company i don't know the name of it but they own uh marilyn monroe uh in most recent time muhammad ali hooked up his likeness with them elvis it's like one company that like owns the rights to all this but this is uh this is bruce lee looks pretty cool but this yeah. is totally chuck norris oh yeah totally and it's even uh fashioned to look like a crusty bunker like the neil adams marvel um shang chi covers that were done like in the first magazine I like format things. covers i think they look pretty cool yeah they're trying they are. And the last thing that I have, this is a real oddity. You know what? Fucking Val Mayrick, I think, was a crusty bunker. I think he was a part of all that, man. That would make sense. Yeah. I don't know his story that, that well. He's fascinating, because, like, in the old days, like, he, there are American Splendor issues you can get with Mayrick, and there are, like, Young Master, like, Larry Hama, yeah. written fucking yep. Ninja Comics. But, like, I think he passed through fucking continuity, of it, course. It looks too much like it not to be, uh, not to have that influence. Um... <laughs> I found this, first of all, somebody was using this as like their, their icon on social media 15 years ago. When yeah. I'm doing aphrodisiac, I saw this and I was watching all these movies at the time and I remember thinking like, that's gotta be from a comic. That's a Black Belt Jones comics. So you can imagine where I found this. One day Hamlin, Dealer of the Stars, shows up with about 20 of these that he found in some antique store, some movie prop kind of store thing. This was a promo, of course, for Black Belt Jones. It's cool, I love the two color look. Very crude comics, although I like the sound effects and stuff like that. And it's just a giveaway that I guess was probably done at at least some of the movie theaters, right. something like that. Because um, it only consists of these three pages, and then it becomes an ad on the back. But it's such an oddity, and I looked for it for years before I actually even realized it existed for sure. Um, I love that the car is breaking the panel as it's like speeding away. <laughs> Very simple stuff. Even the screech sound effect works for me. But it's just a promo. Oh shit, this is cool. But I think it ties into like how much comics have been used, uh, you know, as promo items, as licensed items. Yeah. You know, going back, I mean, you can go all the way back into the early 20th century to find examples, but it's neat to see it tied into like action movies. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, dude, there it is. Uh, the top five superheroes of 1980s comics. All right. Sound good? Love it. Okay, favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Uh, patrons, 
get to see all of these videos before anybody else. If you join our Patreon at our King Kayfaber level, hit the link in the description below for that. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make in 2023. It's going to be a big year, man. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is going to hit later this year. There's the cover right there. This, this is all going to be gold foil. It's hard to approximate that uh, digitally in a printout. But uh, 504 pages, 140 of those pages are not included in the first four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. So it is a great addition to your uh, library if you already have those four volumes. Red Room is starting up again. Crypto Killers 1 coming to you in May. This is the cover that you get on the shelves, but a bunch of flavors of variants up there. There's Jimmy's, Peach, I did a variant. There's a sketch cover variant. It's gonna be coming out on a monthly basis. There are four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. There are two volumes of Red Room out there, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings. Three volumes, X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG. Jimmy, what do you have? Street Angel, Princess of Poverty, will be coming to your local comic shop later this spring. You can pre-order that one now from Image Comics. Princess of Poverty collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, which is also available. You get the two books together and you will have a complete set of Street Angel. They'll look great together on your shelf. Hulk Grand Design also available now, and The Plain Janes, the first young adult graphic novel, is out there right now. What else do we have going on, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All great ways to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Read more comics.